Overall, I love the truck, right? The technology in it, the speed that it may get me in trouble at some point. As long as you're not doing, I would say over 100 miles a day, it's probably an easy no-brainer um, to go with an electric truck. Uh, if you're one that pulls a boat and goes three, four, five hours away, it may not be the right vehicle for those kind of hauls. This is Middle Tennessee Electric's Plugged In Podcast. This podcast focuses on the world of electric vehicles. It is for all EV enthusiasts, whether you are an early adopter and have been driving an EV for years, or you're just starting your research, this podcast is for you. Hello, I'm Brandon Wagner. And I'm Amy Byers, and welcome to MTE's Plugged In Podcast. Today we have two guests with us. First is TJ Lewis, who is an IT manager for a local health care company, and Lee Moore, who is a IT systems administrator for a healthcare company. So some similarities there, um, but the similarities don't stop with the love for IT. Um, you both have a few other things in common. First, you're both members of the EV Car Club, uh, which is great, but also you have just recently joined the EV family with your purchase of a new Ford F-150 Lightning. So we're gonna talk about the lightning today. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. So before we get started, I would like for each of you to tell us just a little bit about yourself. So TJ, we'll start with you. Uh, TJ Lewis, uh, grew up in Franklin, uh, Tennessee, went to college at Western Kentucky uh, University. Uh, spent most of my career in Birmingham, Alabama, but uh, recently moved back up here to be closer to family. Oh, great. And Lee, what about you? Yep, Lee Moore, 42 years old. Um, Happily married, father of two little girls, Emily and Audrey. Um, I've lived in Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro for about 20 years um, and uh, went to Tennessee Tech and uh, work in, for a large national healthcare corporation in IT um, and am enjoying the, the EV lifestyle. Well, I guess it's safe to say you both are kind of techie people being in oh, IT. Definitely. You're always going to want the latest and greatest. So. That is a good fit, I guess, for the, the, the EV lifestyle. Um, before we get into the lightning, which is going to be the focus, I do want to know um, from each of y'all, we'll kind of tag team this a little bit, but I'd like to know from each of you why you decided to purchase an EV. Like, what was your thought process and, and how you came to that decision that, you know, I think that we could fit an EV in our lifestyle? We'll start with you. Yeah, so I, I would say the, the ability to charge at home, not to have to go find a gas station or uh, charge before going or fill up the car before going home. Uh, the whole aspect of um, fuel cost, right? I mean, we were over $5 a gallon there for a little bit. Uh, to be able to charge at the house uh, is a big incentive, um, I think, to fill up my truck. Uh, I can do it for about $14 right now from zero. I don't ever get to zero, so in my old Silverado's gas-powered, 70, 80 bucks. Yeah. So. What about you, Lee? Um, I feel like Tesla had made the EV cool, um, so I, I was definitely interested in the new technology and, and, the, and the, the idea of an EV. The being able to charge at home, uh, again, is huge. Um, not ever having to worry about Gas price, especially it drives it home when the gas prices are high, but not having to worry about going around trying to find the cheapest gas. Um, 
and, and just the performance uh, of an EV uh, just really piqued my interest. So why then did you pick the Ford F-150 Lightning? What brought you to the truck? Uh, for me personally, I, I, I wanted uh, a, a truck for my next vehicle. I came from a small sedan. Um, uh, living in, in the suburbs, you just have uh, a need for Home Depot, clothes runs, whatever. Um, so I knew that truck was going to be next for me. And Ford had announced they were going to be offering an EV F-150, the F-150, the best-selling uh, truck in the world, had to be pretty decent, I thought. So um, those two combined uh, really, really uh, got me excited. And then when they announced the price, the price was really good. You know, they, their initial price uh, was starting under $40,000. So that is a very reasonable price for a full-size EV truck. Um, so with all that said, I was anxiously awaiting the, the announcement and, and jumped in as soon as I could. What about you? Uh, yeah, so for me, uh, having a truck, just like Lee was talking about, it's fantastic for going to get mulch or making the Lowe's trips, right? It's, uh, it's definitely needed. I made the mistake of buying my first truck back in 2015 and then tried to go back to an SUV and putting pine straw in the back of a SUV is not a fun experience. So. Uh, when Ford announced that the Lightning was coming, that it was going to be an EV truck, I was like, hey, that, that works perfectly. Be able to haul the stuff that I need to from a home. I'm not a trucker. I'm not going to have a 10,000-pound boat or anything on the back of it by any means. Um, but just the not to have the inside of your car dirty from the mulch, the pine straw, whatever it is. Well, I'm curious, uh, before I get to this next question, just what was your EV experience before you decided the, the Lightning. Because one thing that's unique about buying now, you can test drive Teslas or a variety of different cars. You made a purchase really early, and, and, and I'm, I'm assuming you had zero experience behind the wheel of an F-150. I don't know about you, TJ, but I'm curious to hear your experience and how that was a, a hurdle maybe, or maybe it was just not even a consideration. I mean, I had, I had ridden in others' F-150s, you know, uh, uh, internal combustion F-150s. So I, I had a feeling for the, the size and, and I guess the ride, although I feel like the Lightning probably rides a little bit differently than, <laughs> than the normal ones. Uh, but yeah, I had, had no EV um, experience as far as riding or driving an EV before. So that was kind of a blind faith kind of thing for me is jumping in. Uh, I will say after I've made my just um, initial the deposit, which I, I did get to test drive some uh, a dealer's mannequin or, or, or uh, floor model that came long before my my truck actually showed up. So okay. that that hammered home the the uh, the confidence I had in my decision. So okay. yeah. So for me, um, friends had like EVs uh, for years. Uh, I love the concept of it. Uh, when Tesla first came out with the uh, S or whatnot and the speed and just kind of the coolness. Um, I actually didn't drive my first EV until after I made the reservation on the Lightning. Um, and it was a Model Y uh, SUV that uh, one of my buddies had. And at the time I had a Corvette and I got into the Model Y and it made me giddy. Uh, the pure power to the wheels. And at that moment I knew that 
the lightning I had reserved was definitely something I wanted. Like I had to have that. Uh, it was just, there's just nothing like it. So I'm, I'm a little curious about, you know, you, sort of what I'm hearing is, number one, you were in the market for a truck. And then you, you felt comfortable with the EV experience. I think you had kind of noticed around town you, you could make it work. Um, what other selling points led you to the, the, the F-150? And, and part of what I would like you to answer too as part of that question is, have you hauled anything yet? Have you towed anything? And what does it do? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming when you buy a truck, part of what you want to do is be able to tow something. And I'm, I'm just curious if you had that opportunity. Uh, I, I don't tow regularly. I don't have a trailer. I don't have a boat or camper or anything like that. Um, part of the selling point of the F-150 Lightning was its capability to tow. Um, it has all the power and, and um, can easily uh, handle that. Uh, I have hauled um, so far uh, a wa couple water heaters, a new one home and an old one to the to the junkyard, and then a, a bathtub for my neighbor. Um, that's about the extent of so far. But spring around the corner, I expect I expect to use it a lot more. So so far, I've uh, only had the truck for a month, uh, so I haven't had the opportunity to haul much. Um, not concerned about pulling a trailer. I'm, I'm not the type that's going to have a 10,000 pound trailer on the back of it, but go pick up a U-Haul trailer. There's, I'm not going to take it on a long road trip, but I have no concerns with the truck being able to handle it. Um, I, from the bed perspective, I've, I've thrown uh, a bunch of cardboard and taken it up to the recycling center. Uh, Any problems with that cardboard? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Just the weird looks I was getting from everybody else yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, of, of having the truck up in the junkyard. So, Do you guys get spotted out a lot while you're in the wild, you know? I, I, I try to, especially when I first got it, I was looking to see if people noticed. And I was kind of disappointed because, no, I, I did not get a lot of looks. There, Every... Once in a blue moon, I would see somebody point and that recognized what the truck was. But other than that, no, I, I feel like it it blends in. At least my truck blends in pretty pretty well. Yeah, they don't have. I know, like like the Teslas. You know, you can spot them, or or right. even even all the new models that we've got. They all have kind of a sleek, mm -hmm. a certain look to them. But the trucks, it like you said, it just kind of blends in. It's yeah. So from the so I've got a Lariat, and on the front of it, I got the light bar across of it. Okay. So it's a little noticeable. Um, I was actually downtown Nashville last weekend just trying to get to a Nashville SC event. And uh, next thing I know, this whole car of, looks like a family, mother, her adult son, and whatnot in the car. And next thing you know, the mother in the back seat rolls down the window and starts videoing my truck. <laughs> It was like, I don't know if they thought I was somebody special or if they really just knew about the truck and were excited about it. But that was, a, I've seen a couple people point or kind of look confused when I gun it or whatnot and there's no noise to it. Um, I, I may have a lead foot to an extent. So So you're doing a little showboating out there. A little bit, a little bit, unfortunately. It, it, it's, it's just pressing the gas down and having it throw you back in your seat. It's... It's unreal. I will have to say I blew a uh, uh, 
bag boy's mind at Kroger when uh, we had ordered ahead for groceries and pulled up for the delivery and opened the front for him to put it in. <laughs> he, he walked up and he was about 10 feet away from the truck and just stopped. It's like, what is going on? But I have frunk envy because on my Model Y, you have to manually close it, which I'm always afraid I'm gonna like dent the hood, you know, but the the F-150, it's all pneumatic up and down, right? It's yeah, all automatic. It's loud and, and, and uh, yeah, eventful, but yes, it, it's just a press of a button. A lot of people in the Ford Lightning community are taking the truck apart to remove the horn because it's so loud on the opening and closing because it just screeches at you. And it's like these SUVs that you can be actually under don't scream at you like these, but this, this one does. take a quick break from the podcast so I can let you know about Middle Tennessee Electric's EV Ready program. This program gives a $50 credit to Middle Tennessee Electric members who have installed or are in the process of installing a level two charger in their home. For more information on this program, go to mte.com forward slash drive EV. Now back to the podcast. Does. Tell us a little bit about the purchase process. Now, first of all, you said you had yours for a month. How long have you? I got mine uh, September 2nd of okay, last year. Okay, so a little bit longer. Um, so tell us, we'll, we'll start with you, TJ. I know you both have to order it, and then you have to wait. <laughs> um, so tell us about um, the how you went about ordering it, the wait time, and then once it was delivered, that process, how that worked. So the truck was released back in May of 2021. I reserved it the morning after the announcement. Um, $100 deposit to get your name on the waiting list. Uh, I've had to change dealerships a couple times during the process just because of moving from Alabama, finding out one of the dealerships locally was charging 10,000 over MSRP for the vehicle, uh, and found a, a Bates Ford out in Lebanon that uh, sold it at MSRP, which is what a lot of folks are looking for in these lightnings, right? Uh, you're not gonna get the old school days of drop in the price of these vehicles. Right. Um, so ordered in or reserved in May, got the opportunity to place my order in October of 2022. Um, from there, went online. So you order it and get on the list. Correct. And then when it gets a little closer, they're gonna say, okay, what do you want on here? Correct. Reserve. reserve. You reserve okay. and get on the list and then okay. you're invited to order. And then, yeah. okay, so go ahead. So was invited to order in October of 2022. Uh, pretty much ran back to the computer to place my order to get what I wanted. Um, at that point, there was a couple things sold out, like you couldn't get the base model of the Pro, you couldn't get the XLT, uh, so it was either the Lariat or the Platinum. Uh, I went with the Lariat, placed my order, the dealership accepted it a day or two later. Went into production in the uh, first week of December, uh, was shipped the last week of December, uh, showed up at the dealership January 19th, and I purchased it on uh, January 20th. So you so you reserved it in 2021, yep. but then you didn't get to pick out all pick your, out your stuff till 2022. Yeah, October of 2022. October of 2022, okay. What about you, Lee? What's your story? I mean, the same process. Uh, I actually reserved on May, 5th, uh, May 19th, which was the announcement date. At that time, they didn't have pricing and all the options and everything available. So you just had a rough idea that you wanted the truck. So the $100 reservation deposit was made. Later on throughout that time, they uh, 
they gave more specifics as far as details of um, trim level and pricing and everything. I thought I was going to get the uh, the Lariat. Um, these trucks aren't uh, inexpensive by any means, but um, when I got lucky enough, like I said, May nineteenth uh, was my order uh, reservation date. I was invited to order on January sixth of uh, twenty twenty two. I, had, I spent one day changing my dealer, uh, funny enough again, uh, another similarity to Bates, um, uh, because I had originally ordered it at a local dealership and they were off, are automatically charging $2,500 uh, additional dealer markup. So uh, I ordered on January 7th and then uh, my build date was, um, build week was July 11th and I finally ended up uh, purchasing or receiving the vehicle September 2nd. I did the math. It was like 230, roughly 230 something days between an, uh, making my reservation and getting to order and then another 230 days between um, ordering and uh, actually receiving it. But as far as I know, the, the times, lead times and everything were a lot longer at the be very beginning of production. I think those have shrunk tremendously as time go on, goes on, especially as the plant ramps up production. So people are getting their vehicles quicker. I want to talk next about some of the unique features that the Lightning has. Um, I got on in preparation for this um, interview. I kind of got on the website and was looking at it and and it saw, you know, it showed where well, if you're going to go tailgating, you can bring your truck and you can plug in all your stuff for your tailgate. And then, of course, we've we've heard about, you know, if um, you can power your house if the power goes out and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, obviously with Middle Tennessee Electric, we have very good reliability. Um, so hopefully, you will not have to use it to power your house. <laughs> so, but I mean, ice storms happen, so you never know. But anyway, um, did did either of you get these features on? your your um on your trucks and, and if if you did why and if you didn't why not yeah so unique features in the vehicle uh i think uh, the 15 inch screen in the front uh that controls your uh, comfort your radio um you can stream on it uh youtube things of that nature uh is kind of a cool feature needless to say it doesn't work while you're driving down the road um, my favorite feature is blue cruise um, so it's like hands-free uh, cruise control. It's not going to shift between lanes or anything, uh, but it does make the commute on I-24 a lot better. Uh, you put cruise control on, it tells you it's got it, um, and at that point it will monitor the distance in front of you. It will slow down to a stop and then start back up. So within bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, it's a little nerve-wracking at first, um, but you can let the truck drive itself. Uh, and the Blue Cruise is only on highways right now. So 840, 65, 2440, uh, all can do it. What about the, um, the onboard power? Have you had it? Did you get that on your I did. Or? Yeah, so I've uh, got the extended battery in the Lariat. Um, it does have the Pro Power on it. Um, it does have the ability to hook into uh, your house to power it. Uh, the thing that you don't find out up front about it is it's about $10,000 to add uh, the transfer switch and everything that you need plus the installation uh, to be able to power your house. The, the equipment you need on your house. Correct. Right. Yeah. And so they partner with a vendor called Sunrun um, and they come out and um, do the installation. But they, the quotes are around ten grand. Uh, depending on if they don't have to run a lot of wire. Right. 
So I'm, I'm curious now, the, the charger you got has the ability, if you paid the extra to do, to do it, right? Uh, so the charger, I got the Pro Charger with the extended battery. Okay. And so you do have the option to tie that into the home uh, integrator kit, I think they call it, okay. um, to be able to charge uh, the house. Uh, on the extended range battery, they say you can go for three days. Um, the nice thing is I've got plugs in the front and I've got plugs in the back. And so when my neighbor Don and I were installing a 50 amp charging outlet for my truck, because I tried the 110, wasn't, wasn't gonna work for me, right? Um, we plugged in my saltwater aquarium, we had a TV, Apple TV, and I think I, we, it took us a little longer than we may want to admit, um, but it used less than a percent of the battery to run all that, um, plus the internet for the house to be able to watch the games, so. I have the, the Pro, which has the standard range battery, the smaller uh, available battery size, and it does not offer uh, the ability to have bi-directional charging with the uh, Ford Pro charger. And, and so um, one thing I keep hearing is that these Pro chargers are 80 amp rated. They are. But you don't have to put 80 amp service in there, is that you correct? You don't. So there are seven different settings on the Pro Charger. Um, it's all behind the cover, so it's not like you flip a switch on the outside or you're worried about that. Um, but you can do up to 80 amps or there's incrementals uh, that you can go down. My house was built in 2021. Um, it's got 200 amp service to the house, 100 amp to the garage panel, which powers most of the house outlets except for like the range. Uh, I've had uh, several electricians come out to try to quote what it would take to install it. Um, and every one of them is, is concerned about trying to put 80 amps on it. Um, they think we can get away with putting 50 amps, 60 at the most. Um, but when you're talking about all electric utility or um, appliances, 100 amps doesn't go a long way with water heaters and uh, different things. So. Uh, I charge at night on the Pro Charger. I've been able to um, uh, set a time. So my time is uh, 11 to 6 a.m., 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, that way I'd, I'm not taking showers in the middle of the night, right? Or So I can maximize the charging efficiency. Does it finish within that time frame 90% of the time or? So I can get about uh, 25 to 30% of a charge uh, in that seven hour period. Okay. And, and Lee, what, what size are you serving your Grizzly charger? I installed a 50 amp circuit, dedicated circuit for it. It's a 40 amp uh, charger. Um, that, uh, as little as I drive, I may charge twice a week and, and charge overnight. I have the same kind of time of use uh, input in my truck. Uh, I think it's 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., just assuming that nothing else will be running then. Uh, and it, it, it gets me by just fine. Yeah. Do, I heard there was going to be a 240 outlet on the in the truck bed. Is that true? It's a 30 amp 244. You ever use that? I mean, I have I could pull my Tesla up next to you and just charge <laughs> off the truck, right? Yeah, so that's it's insane. Um, I know we're getting to the end. I just want to ask, um, you're, you all are early adopters, and the thing that's great about this podcast is there are people that are going to listen to this or watch this that are thinking about it. Um, and they can get some value off of your experience. So what is something you wish you would have known or that if someone approached you and said, I'm thinking about this, that you would tell them, good or bad, uh, if they're thinking about making this 
decision to go with the F-150 Lightning. So overall, I love the truck, right? The technology in it, the speed that it may get me in trouble at some point. Um, absolutely love it. L understanding how to convert from MPG in your vehicle and how f much range you're going to have is a little tough. As long as you're not doing, I would say, over 100 miles a day, it's probably an easy no-brainer um, to go with an electric truck. Uh, if you're one that pulls a boat and goes three, four, five hours away, it may not be the right vehicle for those kind of hauls, uh, pulling at, at uh, charging stations all the time. Um, but I love the truck around town, going over anywhere in Nashville. Um, I haven't made a long commute yet, um, but uh, definitely plan to try to take it down to Memphis and see uh, what the range is. Um, highway speeds, you do lose a lot of range in these vehicles. Um, I think Ford says you should be able to, in the extended range, get 320 miles uh, on a charge, full charge. Um, I'm thinking maybe between 200 to 250 with highway speeds. So you lose a lot, especially the higher speed you go on the interstate. Yeah, and, and to add into that, um, I think not, know, not having any EV experience prior, um, my first EV, I'm loving uh, all the technology, not not having a new vehicle for a while. Everything that they're putting in new vehicles now, uh, round view surround view cameras, um, the speed and acceleration, obviously. Uh, one big caveat that I would uh, warn, uh, in addition to the the uh, highway speed range degradation, would be winter. Um, using the heater in the truck, it, it uses a resistive uh, element heater, which draws a lot of electricity and, and can really um, chew up a lot of your or battery percentage uh, when trying to keep a really warm cab in the winter. That was one thing I didn't realize before um, getting an EV. Well, I want to thank you both for coming today and, and talking with us. This has been very, very informative, and I know everybody's going to love hearing about um, your experiences and learning from your experiences. I know we have some Car Cub events coming up uh, this year, so hopefully uh, y'all will be there with your trucks and people can talk to you, maybe ask you some more questions. So um, for more information on MTE's Drive EV programs or the EV Car Club, you can visit driveev.com or email us at evcarclub at mte.com. Until next time, plug in, power up, and drive safe. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Also, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas of topics you would like for us to discuss, please email us at driveev at mte.com. Thanks for listening.